I felt so sad because I have to leave my parents, siblings, and my small country. So I didn't want to come, but the economic problems, it made us to come here. When you move completely from a different culture to other culture, it's not easy, but only the first six months was hard for me to understand everything. Those were the voices of Roger Casbo and Naomi Dasanayaka. Like generations before them, both Roger and Naomi came to the United States to create new and better lives. Naomi and her family left their home in Sri Lanka, while Roger and his family fled the civil war in Syria. Hi, I'm John Vosey, executive producer of Words in Transit. Words in Transit is a project of New England Public Radio and is being offered in conjunction with the release of a book of the same name, published by the University of Massachusetts Press. Our goal was to bring the national conversation on immigration home to our community here in western Massachusetts and to present stories of individuals that have settled in the United States from around the world. When we launched this project in the fall of 2014, immigration was a major news story. Today, immigration is an international crisis and a major political issue. Roger Casbo left Aleppo in 2012, a year after the start of the Syrian civil war. Since we spoke with Roger in 2015, the situation in Syria has become dire. Hundreds of thousands of Syrians have died. There are approximately 5 million refugees, with another 6 million displaced within their country. Here's Tema Silk, the managing director of Words in Transit, to tell us more about Roger and Naomi. It was on a green card that horse-jumping champion Roger Casbo first left his native Syria to come to the United States. A while later, while back in Syria, he met the woman who would become his wife and started a family there. In order to return to the United States to live, they were now all going to need visas. After a decade of waiting, the family got its lucky chance in 2012, lucky for many reasons, including the fact that war was just beginning to devastate their beloved city of Aleppo. Settling in Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts, was easier for Roger than for his wife and two daughters. Here's Roger's story. Syria was the country before the war around like 2008 or 2007. They put her on one of the four countries safe in the world. And when they start the war, it is in the end. There is not safe anymore because of this war. I hate war. So because of the war, I moved here because I had really good chance from my younger brother used to live here since 1984 and uh, he applied for me for the immigration as um, sister and brother so it took me more than 14 years to get it so I got it when exactly start the war but I was uh, married and I have two kids so I tell the counselor I have a family, so they sent for me as a green card, immigration for all my family. I had to wait another one year. So when I got it, I moved here. When the war started and my uh, city now on the ground, unfortunately, some cities still it's safe and uh, everybody work. And we heard about a lot of friends in Damascus working good and in Hama, Homos. It's like a lot of um, cities still nothing, like Latakia, Tartus. And I have uh, my cousin in Tartus and I have my friend in Latakia and in Damascus. There is nothing. 
but they told me like you just moved from Aleppo to another city I said well I uh, I gonna start over so I want to start over I decide to move here for me I can I can do it but for my wife and my kids it's really hard because you know when you move completely from different culture to other culture try to find friends try to find how the people here uh, you know treat each other and how they deal with each other it's not easy but only the first 6 months was hard for me to understand everything how they do work here people who I work with they are really helpful and understanding and they are really kind i felt as like i find my second family here my graduation its specialization is um, breeding and training and showing horse jumping i spent 20 years in a very good condition and very safe area and all my life, you know, I start uh, riding horses when I was 13 years old, since 1975. So now I become like around like 40, 40 years about experience. I love to be around the horse and do such crazy games, like kind of vaulting. Everybody here, they do it on a circus, but back home we do it as like dangerous game. Only the really strong people can do it. And we really proud about our uh, strongest arm and do something like that. I like the jumping more than the other. And so I continue in jumping. I took my first championship Grand Prix show jumping in Syria 1989. And also in 1997, I took the second I had a lot of prizes over there and then I start to train uh, my team in uh, Aleppo and then I got uh, a really good position as a manager over there and I apply for as a course designer for how to build the obstacle in the arena for the show jumping this is really hard so I also enjoy in this uh, 2 years in as a course designer and I help a lot doing kind of job in my country as a volunteer because you know everybody like the horse he can do a lot of things uh, volunteer but <laughs> not in this situation if you if you don't have any job and you have to really find a job i recommend everybody uh, if he's gonna try to do something he can he can do it here in u.s you just start you go over don't stop <laughs> just move You've just heard Roger Casbo. We'll now turn to the story of Naomi Dasanayaka. Naomi and her husband reluctantly left family behind in Sri Lanka to come to America. What she describes as economic problems were what inspired them to emigrate. They'd actually set their sights on resettling in Italy, but before that plan materialized, Naomi became a winner in a United States green card lottery. The couple first settled in Westfield, Massachusetts, where cousins of hers were living. But it was only several months later, once she and her husband moved to Hartford, Connecticut, that Naomi finally enrolled in English classes. It was then she felt she began really getting a purchase on her new life here in America. After I married, my husband tried to go to Italy because he didn't make more money. He was a government servant. But the Sri Lankan government 
they didn't pay lot so he tried to go to italy to make money however during that time i applied for the green card lottery it means that the us government every year they draws a lottery that we can apply an online so at very first time i won the lottery so we decided to come here when i talk with some people they told me that they applied six times seven times but they didn't get however at very first time i got it <laughs> i was very happy and i was excited because at the same time also i felt so sad because i have to leave my parents siblings and my small country so i didn't want to come but the economic problems it made us to come here my father he was not happy but my mom she was very happy because she thought that if i go to here i can settle down i can succeed in life so she was very happy and my siblings they also very happy within 6 months we left our country i felt so sad because i left my siblings country my parents and that time also we had problems because we need money for visa but we didn't have that much money i asked from my brother he gave money for the visa and for the ticket my mom she gave me the money like in sri lankan rupees 2 lakhs for visa it means $2000 after we won the lottery they asked us to find a person who can sponsor us because after we come here one person has to help us to find a place to live and to find a job so one of my father's friend live in massachusetts westfield he gave us a letter that he can help us straightly we came to westfield first he helped us to find a job for my husband and after that we lived with them 3 months after that we moved to a different place first he found a job in gas station and he had to make pizza that in that gas station because it's pizza and gas both after that he found another job it also in a gas station that job also didn't work to him because that manager didn't give more hours to work so we had to move to connecticut <laughs> he didn't show anything but i know he felt bad because he is very educated that time we didn't have a car or a bicycle or anything i remember that he walked 20 minutes to go to work uh, sometimes in bad weather in the snow he told me that he felt down on the snow and he hurt his leg so after one year he told me all the things until that he didn't tell me anything he said he is okay i can do it i'm your daughter's father so don't worry we can do it that's it i started my new life in hartford connecticut 
because one of my friend told me that there are ESL classes at the Hartford Public Library. So straight I went to the Hartford Public Library and I asked, I want to take classes at library. So they got my telephone number and the name and they told me that they are going to call me. Next day they called me. That Wednesday I went to the library and think I put my first steps to achieve my goals. I'm a mom but I'm taking classes at Capital and my daughter she goes to a good school. She's able to have good education in here. My husband, he also taking classes at Jubilee House. He tries to improve his English skills. And I also make some money. My husband makes little more money. And we have fun places to enjoy. Because in Sri Lanka, we don't have a lot of fun places, especially for kids. Because if we go somewhere, they're supposed to go with us. But sometimes it's not really fun for them. But in here, they have a lot of fun places. They have a lot of opportunities like summer camps, science centers, museums. So sometimes they are free. So I think... We have a lot of opportunities to succeed in our life. That was Naomi Dasanayaka. Before Naomi, we heard from Roger Casbo. To see photographs of Roger and Naomi and to hear all of the Words in Transit interviews, visit our website at nepr.net, where you can also learn about upcoming Words in Transit events. You can also find information about all of NEPR's podcasts at nepr.net or on iTunes. Let us know what you think about Words in Transit. Review us on iTunes or send an email to radio at nepr.net. To see additional photographs and to read transcripts of all of our interviews, see the Words in Transit book, available from the University of Massachusetts Press. Proceeds from the sale of the book benefit the Words in Transit Immigrant Scholarship Fund at Holyoke Community College. Next time on Words in Transit, family reunion. In terms of immigration, there is still, I think, an old model that's assumed that people move and that no one ever returns or the relationship between two nations and the way that the immigrant relates to the home country and the new country is there's a severance, but in many cases there aren't. That's basically what happened to my family. Our next podcast features stories of two young people who came to the United States to be reunited with their families. That's next time on Words in Transit. The managing director of Words in Transit is Temis Silk. The producer is Kathleen O'Keefe. And we had help in this podcast from Sara Redigieri. I'm John Vosey. Thank you for listening. Words in Transit is a production of New England Public Radio in collaboration with the Copeland Colloquium at Amherst College. <laughs>